occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 44. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses today. Woo! What are you talking about today, Kate? I'm going to be telling you about the Kappa, a mysterious Japanese cryptid. How about you? Interesting. I'm talking about the Loveland Frog, or Frogman. He is a also a slimy cryptid. Don't you dare call the Kappa slimy, you don't even know them. Well, he's a cryptid, and also he might be magical, but we'll get into that later. Aren't all cryptids truly magical? Yeah. Before we do talk about anything, before we even get into the news, I do want to announce that we now have merch. Woo! And you can get that mythsmagicandmurder.com, and then click on the button that says merch. We finally have a .com as well. I know, no confusing URLs this week. It's all just .com, baby. It is the easiest merch to buy. It's also really soft. Abby and I bought some ourselves because we didn't want to sell you awful, awful things. And it's nice. There's not that many designs, so you can't be overwhelmed with choice. But there are enough designs that I've designed myself that aren't just logos. They're all quite interesting and fun. And yeah, you should go check it out. Mm -hmm. And it survives the machine wash. True. Yes, I've washed mine twice now because I'm a sweaty gal. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we've finished talking about Happy sweat glands. Let's talk about news. So, spooky news this week uh, that, like my story, comes from Ohio. So, if you're from Ohio, you're likely familiar with the annual spooky pooch parade. The who? Mm hmm. But if you're like us and you're not living anywhere near Lakewood, Ohio, let me tell you about this adorable tradition. I think you might like it. That's why I picked this. So, Lakewood Alive hosts a spooky pre-Halloween festival in Lakewood that's extremely popular with the locals. It draws out hundreds of people and their dogs in adorable Halloween-themed outfits, and they have a little contest. They take over the streets for a big parade, and obviously there are like vendors and food places and stuff like that. But obviously because of COVID, it can't happen this year. No. So they're doing an online contest (gasps) instead, a photo contest. Yay! It's starting on the 6th of October, I think. And you'll be able to see all of the photos on Lakewood Alive's Facebook page. And I want to point out we're not associated with this company. I just did want to talk about spooky dogs because I thought it would be cute. Could you imagine if we got a sponsor and it was for spooky little dogs? I mean, if you'd like to sponsor us, I would love to talk about spooky dogs. Oh, man. But that's all I have. I thought it might brighten your day a little bit. It did. It truly, truly did. Now, let me tell you about the capo. All right. My source is a Wikipedia hauntedhouse9.blogspot.com I guess haunted houses 1 through 8 were taken. I was going to say how many are there? Taken.co That's T-A-I I'm not 100% sure. Mysteriousuniverse.org A Cryptids and Monsters episode from William DeFalco on YouTube wisegeek.com Let's get right into it. Yeah! The Kappa was first mentioned in writing in the year 720. Oh my gosh, that's a long time ago. (laughs) That it is. Thank you for that news update, Abby. Well, that's all. Back to you in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) They're solitary inhabitants of ponds, rivers, and other water sources of Japan. In line with living in these kinds of environments, people have described the kappa as having webbed hands and feet reminiscent of a frog. 
See, this is why I said slimy. I wasn't trying to be shady. You were just trying I to just be rude as hell. Mine goes in the water, so does yours. That's all I know about yours, though. I'm not knowledgeable on this. However, that's pretty much where the frog similarities end. Oh, man. Yeah. It's normally described as a half-human, half-turtle cryptid. It's half-turtle because it has a turtle-like beak for a mouth. A carapace, which, if you, like me, did not know, it's the name for an upper exoskeleton. In this instance, like a turtle's shell. Oh, interesting. So it doesn't have a shell or it has... It has a shell. Whoa. Yeah. And a plate on its head. No, not a dinner plate. I knew it. I knew it was coming. It's like a... Well, it's kind of like a dish, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Put my roast potatoes on its little head. It's like a flat bit of skull on top of their head that kind of acts like a bowl for water. In addition, it's compared to a turtle because of the colorings of the animal. In most cases, it's green or like yellowy, but in rare cases, the kappa has been described as blue-skinned. Oh, interesting. Some are good, some are mischievous, and some are evil. So that kind of indicates to me that there's a whole bunch of kappa living around Japan. I figured that they would be like a species. Yeah. The bad ones have been called water monsters. I hate that you've segregated them into like good versus evil good, bad, turtle men. Straight up ugly. <laughs> How rude. Yeah, water monsters and blame them for l- luring people closer and then drowning them in the water they live in. Apparently, the kappa have great wrestling skills, which I guess enables them to drown people more successfully. The reason for drowning them is that the kappa supposedly drink human blood to survive. And while they're at it, they'll also chow down on people's livers. If that wasn't enough, they like to... I feel like a dating profile for a kappa. (laughs) If that wasn't enough, they like to try and remove the shirikodama, which is a mythical bowl said to contain the soul, from people's anuses. I have a lot of questions. Well, I probably don't have the answers. What are your questions? Uh, my first question is, why just the liver? Nutrients. Next. Um, <laughs> why is the soul in the butthole? Oh, that's where it's stored. <laughs> is that science? <laughs> no, the, the shirikodama is like stored in the anus. Right, okay. I thought you, as someone who has studied science, were trying to tell me that scientifically the human <laughs> yeah. soul is stored Sci- in the butthole. Scientifically? Looking at this practically... Where else better to store the soul? Not all of their bad behavior is confined to the water, though, because of the bowl on their heads. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. The water in the plate is a source of power. If it spills, kind of like Charmander from Pokemon, when his flame goes out, he's doomed, right? So this bowl of water, if it spills or evaporates, apparently the kappa just kind of shuts down and stops because it has no more power so i guess kind of think of it like a portable charger oh interesting because i was thinking that because what i was going to say later i was holding off was that why is this not the superior creature because it or it car- it stores things just on its little head so if it was thirsty it could just no no go like this and whip my head back and yeah. forth and the water would fall she just nodded at me <laughs> but i guess that wouldn't make sense now so they have to balance it well, run? I think it's quite deep. So I think it's like 
if you were walking around with a soup bowl, for example, and it just had a bit of water in it, you're unlikely to spill it if you're just walking around. You know, it's not like filled to the brim and it has to stay that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So the Kappa also stalk women and in some instances will assault them. In instances where the assault leads to pregnancy, if a half Kappa, half human baby is born, apparently it's just super ugly. Oh my god. Yeah. The offspring aren't allowed to survive and are immediately killed and buried. They're not allowed to survive? Yeah. By who the Kappa? No. By people. Oh, people get them? Yeah. That's rude. Well, that's one way to put it, I guess. But also, assaulting women is rude. Newsflash. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that wasn't my point. But this whole situation is just not good. Why uh, I move on? They don't stop at just people, though. They also terrorize and kill animals that lurk too close to water sources. These, these animals don't really sound very nice. Well, these are the bad ones. Although the kappa I have discussed are pretty horrific, like I said, not all of them seem to be this bad. Some are just mischievous. One of the favoured pranks is loudly farting in a room that's full of people. Me too. <laughs> this would make sense as to why the name Kappa is loosely translated to River Child, because this is obviously a super juvenile sense of humour. Alright, just wreck me. Why... How do you know if they're bad or if they're just mischievous? Well, you it's like people. Right, okay. You don't know until they do something. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was like a... They were colour-coded, you know, because you said some of them were blue. And I was like... Oh well, I kind of figured that this comes from some kind of myth. Because I can't really imagine this being an actual creature. But I'm sure you'll tell me more about that. Anyway, the cap is about the size of a six to ten year old. Oh. Yeah. But it's super strong. It can wrestle grown adults to drown. I thought it was going to be huge, like no. the Dinganek, you know, where it's like an elephant-sized thing. No, no, small child. You could just kick that over. Well, you could, but it would grab your leg and grapple you to the ground. Damn. Yeah. Stop bringing a shovel. <laughs> the kappa is so widely believed in, in Japan that they have kappa warning signs by bodies of water. Oh my gosh. Wait, never mind. Yeah, they just treat it like it's an animal, same as a bird or a snake or whatever. So to Kappa locals, as in like to locals where there have been like Kappa sightings or there's a large Kappa believing community, it's the same logic as just putting out a sign to say that there's sharks in the sea. That's incredible. Yeah. Interestingly, in 1991, a report came up that there was a strange smell in a family's home. It didn't smell like anything they've experienced before, which is why they reported it, and there were more than 30 orange footprints that were soaking wet. The culprit had four or five toes, but measured only five centimetres by six centimetres. When the police analysed the samples they'd taken, they found that it matched the nearby river's water. Ooh. Yeah. Which would kind of be in line with Kappa, I guess. Yeah, well, I can't think of what else that would be. Well, they walk on two legs, same as, like, us. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Similarly, a temple in Osaka boasts having an entire Kappa mummy, which I sent you a photo of. Okay, I'll take a little look at that. Yeah. The photo will also be on our social media, 
at MythsMagicPod. So that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ew. Not our social social media. She's just looked at the mummy photo. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. This has reportedly resided there since 1682. The, Holy shit. The body is 70 centimeters long and looks like a little human. However, on closer inspection, you can see extremely sharp teeth in its mouth and super thin arms. Even if it's not a kappa, it definitely is something I wish I never saw. Is this is this real? Yeah. Like a genuine Yeah, body? that's that's in the temple. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Sorry, excuse my swearing, but I've just witnessed something I'd never wanted to see. <laughs> this isn't the only place claiming to have a real kappa remain. A temple in Sosenji has a dead kappa's hand in a glass box for visitors to see. Which I also sent you a photo of. Yeah. The hand is bony with long fingers and claws at the end of the fingers. That's absolutely wild. Yeah. That's just absolutely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like that Yeti photo last week. Yeah. I'm coming up on some good evidence. Too much. It's giving me <laughs> nightmares. In order to appease the kappa, residents across Japan have built shrines. The shrine often includes paintings, notes, and cucumbers. Why? The cucumber is the kappa's favorite snack. Aww. Interestingly, in some cases, the cucumbers have names written on them. Parents in particular do this, apparently, with their children's names, so that the kappa will basically look out for the kids and make sure they don't drown, or bring them good fortune. Interesting. Okay. It does seem that the information regarding the kappa and the cucumber is a little mixed, as some believe that eating one before entering water will provide protection, because they know that you know about them, they know that you're like trying to appease them and stuff, whereas others believe that eating one before you enter the water will ensure an attack. What if you just brought the cucumber into the water with you, and then if they come up to you and they're like... Oh, thank you for bringing me this cucumber. I'll keep you safe. Sorted. And if they attack you, you can just beat them with the cucumber. Mm. That's where the problem lies. Beating up a kappa with a cucumber. They have a hard exoskeleton. Well, big cucumber. Big cucumber. A courgette. Beat them with a marrow. <laughs> a pickle. Well, some people just throw the cucumbers into water. To, like, give it to them, you know? So... But I don't think anyone's gone into the water to try and beat up a kappa with a with a cucumber. To avoid this, I would just steer clear of water sources in Japan. The link between the food and the creature are undoubtable, though, as cucumber-filled sushi is even called kapamaki. No way. I can't mm. believe I've never heard about this before. Yeah. If you don't wish to appease the kappa and instead wish to repel them, then you need to know the following. Although they can be straight-up murderous, stalking water imps, they are super polite. They don't sound very polite. <laughs> so, in Japan, a deep bow is the polite thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you see a kappa and do a deep bow to them, out of politeness, before they attempt to wrestle you into a body water, drowning you and stealing your mythical organs from your butthole, they will bow back. This means that they'll spill the water from their head plate, so they freeze. Oh, wow. From here, I mean, you can just leave. Or you can chuck some water back into their plate and they'll be so grateful that they serve you for eternity. That's amazing. 
I love this whole thing. Mm -hmm. This is so fascinating. So they can leave you alone if you want, if you're just like, go away, never come and see me again. Be gone, beast. Or they can fish for you, hunt for you, help you with medical ailments, either by like curing you or by teaching you how to deal with it. Wow, how do they know? They're just super knowledgeable. Sick. Well, some people think that they live for thousands of years. That would make sense, I guess, if they've been around for that long. Maybe some of them are just really old. Mm -hmm. Or they'll work your lands for you if you're like a farmer. This being said, some capper wear a metal cap over their dish to keep their water safe inside. Oh, those are the clever ones. Yeah, I suppose that won't always work for you. Where do they get the dish from? The land. (laughs) What do you think? It's like, you know those microwavable bowls you get with the lid that like fits in? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. To further show how polite the capper are, if you catch them doing something bad, like feeding on an animal or something, they will excessively apologize to you. (laughs) They'll be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry you saw me doing that. And in some cases, you can get a written apology. Get <laughs> a written apology? From a kappa, yeah. If doing things the nicer way doesn't work for you, then you can pull out the kappa's feeble little arms with little effort. Sorry. This is this is almost as wild as that man who ate a baby. <laughs> you can just pull out their arms? Yeah, you can just pull out their arms. And then the kappa will serve you as a means to have its arms returned. <laughs> what? Alternatively, you can straight up challenge it to a wrestling match to try and spill its water. And it'll say yeah. Why? Just go home. <laughs> Can't hear you. I'm pulling off Kappa's arms. You want to wrestle? And just pull out its arms. <laughs> oh. Now for other explanations. I don't really have very many, I'm not going to lie. It could just be the giant salamander. Well, that's not it, is it? If you don't know what these are, please look them up, because the only way I can describe this is a six-foot-long newt. Well, this is kind of what I imagined when you t- when you started talking. I thought it would be an animal that looked like that, and then I saw that mummy, and it changed everything for me. Yeah. The giant salamander lives near water, same as the kappa, and may sometimes bring in smaller animals to the river to feed on, although they normally eat insects, frogs, and fish. I love them. I think they're so sweet looking. <laughs> However, if the kappa are so small they're considered child size, I'm unsure as to how you could mistake that for the aptly named giant salamander. Can you can I show you this photo? Yeah. They look like it. She just showed me a giant salamander. It just looks like a gummy worm. Like It does, yeah. I don't understand how that's real. <laughs> it kind of looks like the floor has just melted a bit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> very polite little animals. I don't um, think they're very nice, though. But yeah, it also doesn't have a shell. It's also not green or yellow or blue. So, I don't know. But it's a theory that I found. So, Alternatively, since the kappa are super polite, eat vegetables, and keep you away from water sources... I feel like it's not too much of a stretch to say it's possibly folklore to keep young children safe and healthy with good morals. Yeah, well, that, how much more do you have to say before we start discussing this? Because I don't want to start talking. It's pretty much it. I've just got like, yes, it's a scary way to do it. It doesn't really make sense as to why so many adults seem to believe in them. But the shoe fits. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is that at first... I'm just very confused because at first I was like, well, this is just kind of folklore. It's to keep people away from the water. You know, it makes sense. But the fact that they are taking it seriously enough that this is 
there are signs and things kind of blows her mind. Also, the mummy. What is that? If that's not because that's not a person. It looks very human, but it's not a person because its face, like its teeth, specifically. Yeah. Unless it filed, it's, unless it was a person that filed their teeth like that, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it's quite confusing. I th- it's not the. It's not just the teeth on that mummy that make it look obscure. Oh yeah, I know, but it could just be like. Do you remember when we had um? I can't remember which. Which episode it was, and we talked about people that used to exist and no longer exist, like types of humans. Mm-hmm. It could just be sort of that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I just don't it know. It could just not be related to the Kappa, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it should be something else horrific that was here. Yeah, but I just don't know. I think it it doesn't really sound very legit with the the whole bowing thing and the water bowl head and. Ripping its arms out. Who <laughs> Ripping its out? feeble little arms off. The fact that you could get half human, half Kappa. It just doesn't really seem very legit, but... I mean, I'm unsure, because the Kappa with the half human, half whatever, could have been like an old racist thing in writing, and people were like, oh, they've described this baby as like half human, half monster... You know, it could it could be something like that, or like classist, or or whatever. I don't know because I didn't read that report. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's not too far of a stretch to believe that someone could have written something like that. But I'm not sure if there is actual proof that there has been a half human, half kappa baby. Yeah, I just don't really know, honestly. I think it's a very confusing story, although I do find it very interesting. And I really enjoy that, whether it's real or not, it feels real in Japan. Yeah. They obviously believe it. And that's just really interesting. They do 100%. Like, that's insane to me, because we don't really have anything that we believe wholeheartedly in that there is very little proof for. Yeah, I think that's kind of an issue. That's why I like to talk about cryptids and stuff, because I think it's silly to say that these creatures just straight up could not exist. Yeah. Because I'm sure there are animals we haven't discovered. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we would still we still like just don't acknowledge it. You know what I mean? It's even like those big cats that definitely existed that we talked about ages ago on the podcast. The Beast of Bobman Moor? Yeah. People still don't fully believe in things like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's way more believable than this turtle creature. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? I think it's probably, like, folklore to stop kids from doing things. But I kind of like the idea that the Kappa exist. Not the nasty ones, obviously, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of like that they've just got, like, a little dish on the head, they're just going about their day, just vibing. fish, yeah, chilling, killing, literally, sometimes, we don't talk about that, but, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't hope they exist like I do with Nessie, who obviously exists, but <laughs> I'm not 100% opposed to it, what do you think? Fair enough, maybe they just have the signs and stuff because they were taught that, and it's kind of like a tradition, if they were taught it as a child and it's been going on for a really long time. But yeah, I don't know. I I think I think it's possibly just folklore, but I do think it's really interesting. You want to do the scale? Yeah, how dangerous do you think the Kappa are? Um, if they existed, uh, four. How scary? Five. 
based off of the photos. Yeah. What is the likelihood that they are real? One and a half. That's a very specific number. Why? Well, I was going to go for two, but then I was like, I just really can't see it existing, which is a shame because I would love to, and I love that they believe it, but I just can't. Fair. Like, if you're from Japan, I would love to hear you talk about, like, you know, what it, what you believe, mm. but... Oh, we, yeah, I'm not... We're not close-minded. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would be totally open to listening about it. It's just, from what you've told me, the way that it's described sounds more like, don't go in the water than it does just casual discussion. Like, Bigfoot is not a story to not let you go in the woods you know what i mean it's not scary it's not like that specific it's not like jenny green teeth <laughs> yeah it's it's just kind of this thing might exist oh yeah what are your alternatives apart from folklore obviously <laughs> i guess giant salamander but it just doesn't really seem very legit i feel like it exists or it doesn't there isn't like a a middle ground that it might be fair i'm i'm with you on that one it could exist it could Maybe it does. Let us know over on our social medias at Mathematic Pod. Yeah, and if you like the podcast and you want to support us, then you can do that on Patreon, which would really help us out, help us pay for our hosting. And yeah, thank you to everyone who supports us on there currently. And if you want to go over to patreon.com forward slash mythsmagicmurder, you can pick however much you want to donate. Yeah, it can be as much or as little as you want per month, and you will get a discount on our merchandise, which, as we say has recently been released. Um, As well as that, you'll get extra episodes, you'll get the lowdown on what's coming before anyone else does. And if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales or spooky stories, you can email those over to us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. All right, let's talk about the Loveland Frogman. My sources are weirdus.com, monster.fandom.com, cryptids with a z.fandom.com. Oh, what a sight cincyweekend.com and snopes.com nice so the loveland frog comes from ohio folklore and he's a legendary humanoid frog cryptid he's thought to be four feet tall and was originally spotted in 1955 first of all i want you to imagine a four foot tall frog (laughs) that's pretty funny (laughs) i wanted to know your initial thoughts does he like walk around yeah he stands on two legs does he have a cane and a top hat? No. He should. Also, it's a species. Oh, sorry. Do they? <laughs> the first sighting of the frogman took place at 3am, 1955, by an unnamed businessman travelling down the road. The man claimed to have seen three bipedal hunched reptile creatures congregating by the side of the road. Ew. Ew. That's horrible. Why? Ew. Just like three ginormous reptiles stood on two legs all huddled around having a chat in the dead of the night by the road i mean it's a bit spooky to think about yeah even if they're friendly i think i would just start crying so he pulled over because he wanted to watch the mysterious creatures which he did for around three minutes and in this time he noted that they were around four feet tall with leathery skin and webbed hands and feet but he said that their most distinguishing characteristic was their frog-like heads that had deep wrinkles where their hair should be Oh, no. Just like a big frog. I don't like it. You don't like him? No. As he was about to leave, one of the frogmen took a stick and waved it above his head like a wand. He did have a walking stick. And sparks flew out at the end, like magic or electricity. This man had taken drugs. Maybe. The man quickly left, and the story wasn't really believed by most. 
probably because of the magic element well also ginormous frogmen congregating by the side of the road three huddled waving a wand with a magic wand (laughs) but interesting to note the loveland frog was next seen in march of 1972 at approximately 1 a.m on a clear night a police officer named ray shockey was en route to loveland which is a city in ohio if you hadn't figured that out He was driving down a quiet road when he saw a dog behind the roadway, or what he thought was a dog. It then stood up and became fully illuminated in the headlights of the car. It was at this moment that Ray realised that it was not a dog, but instead a frog-legged creature, around four foot tall and weighing around 50 to 75 pounds. Oh, stop it. Weighing around 50 to 70... What did he do? Whip out his scale. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Frogman. Can you step on that? 50 to 70 pounds. Stop it. Well, he's a policeman. I imagine when he looks at somebody, he can kind of roughly estimate. Surely you would need to know that? Remind me to never be friends with a policeman ever again. They're like, oof. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to lose it. I don't know that for sure, but I imagine if you were like reporting something in... I don't think it's like a in, sense that you get at the police academy. Oh, no, academy. I, I just mean because if you do it more often, I'm sure if you had an idea in your mind, I could probably learn how to do it, but I'm, why would I do that? <laughs> mm, Kate, you've gained six pounds. <laughs> approximately. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it had leathery skin and it crouched over like a frog on two legs. However, it then stood fully straight up to climb over a rail towards the river. He thought it may have been like some kind of strange lizard creature, but there's some debate over whether the creature is more of like a big frog or like a humanoid lizard. Do they have frog legs or people legs? Well, it's sort of crouched over, so I guess... Frog legs? I guess frog legs. So these five-foot animals can jump as high as a frog. Possibly. You hate it? I do. <laughs> I truly do. So at this point, Ray drove straight to the police station. Understandably. To get another officer before they began looking for evidence of the creature. They found scrape marks down the side of the hill into the river, but besides that there were no other signs of the creature. That other officer's name was Mark Matthews, and he was extremely curious about Ray's sighting. Two weeks later, Mark was driving just outside of Loveland when he too came across a large, unidentified creature in the middle of the road. He figured it was the same creature Ray had seen, and thought it had sort of just died in the road or been hit by a car. R.I.P. Frogman. So we got out of the car, pulled over, and went to go and remove it from the road. However... When Mark opened his car door, the creature heard and stood up into a crouched position, like a football player, is what he said. American football? Yeah, no, I understood that. Thank you. <laughs> he then went over to the guardrail and lifted its leg over the fence, and it was making direct eye contact with Mark this I entire time. Mark went and grabbed Frogman's leg and <laughs> lifted it over the fence. I was like, Mark, he's helping drop it. <laughs> No, he was. He saw Frogman yeah, no, with his little leg going over the fence. Yep. They made eye contact, and then Mark shot at it. Mark! But he missed. Good. Later that day, his sister drew the creature from Mark's memory, which will also be on our social media, and they worked with an investigator named Ron to try and find out more about the creature. A farmer in the area also claimed to have seen the frog on this night. Apparently, the officers got a load of bad backlash from this because people thought they were being silly for believing a big frog could exist. So everyone was mocking the police and the city. 
I mean, it's not unheard of. Like, we literally have giant salamanders. A big frog could exist, right? We've got big newts. Have you heard of big frogs? So, in 1999, several years later, local media was interviewing Mark about the frogman, and he said he was really tired of hearing about it. So he changed his story and said that it was really just a big pet iguana that had gotten loose from someone's house. In this new story, Mark says that the creature was not four feet tall, it did not stand on two legs, and did not make any threats. It was literally just a big lizard. So basically, he tried to just backpedal the whole way. I'm so sorry. What? A big pet iguana? How many... Right. Quick question. Do you know how many exotic pets are owned in Ohio? Well, I don't think it's that unheard of. My brother used to have an iguana. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah, he went... Like My family went on a holiday. It was before I was born. My brother's a lot older than me. And my uncle looked after it and I think he died. Not my uncle, the lizard. <laughs> oh the iguana. Oh my goodness. Oh, It's just the same as having like a snake, isn't it? But like six foot. It's not six foot. The no, thing sorry, was five foot. foot. <laughs> Frogman. He said the lizard was probably about three feet. I don't know. Why would you lie about it? Not being a five foot iguana because that's incredible too. Like, why would you be like, oh yeah, it was an extra two foot, and also it wasn't an iguana at all. It was actually a frog. And then it straddled the rail and looked me dead in the eyes. Well, he said that it stood up, yeah, and his sister drew the photo, which is sort of like a big frog creature walking on two legs over the rail. I feel like that's slightly different from a lizard in the road. Definitely. So in 2001, Weird Ohio spoke to Ron, the investigator on the case, and asked why Mark had pulled his original story in exchange with his new iguana story. And Ron said he doesn't really know exactly, but that both Ray and Mark in 1972 agreed that the bipedal frog creature in the drawing looked exactly like what they had seen. Ron suggested that Mark probably was just really tired of the story and just didn't want any more negative attention. So he just backpedaled, said, look, this didn't really happen. Get off my back. Fair. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's pretty pretty hella, hella annoying. Yeah. There's an alternative telling of Mark's new story, which said that he did shoot the lizard dead and brought it back to Ray in his trunk to show him, and that Ray agreed it was the creature that they'd saw, that he'd also seen. Mm-hmm. And nobody had seen the frogman since. Wow. Until 2016. <gasps> yeah, me going. You may remember 2016, a simpler time. Everyone was outside playing Pokemon Go. It was newly released. It was sunny. The world was at peace. We met 2016. Wow. Because of Pokemon Go, everyone was outside in places they probably would have otherwise wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. So in August of 2016, a couple were out playing Pokemon Go, and they said that they saw a huge frog in the water. Not in the game, but a real giant frog. Sam Jacobs said that he took a few photos and a video because he'd never seen a frog that big, and it stood up and walked on its hind legs. Sam said that he understood people would think he was crazy, but he swore that it was the truth and that he wasn't sure whether it was Frogman or just a big frog, but he'd never seen anything like it. I'll put a photo up on social media. You can't really make it out because it's dark. It just shows some glowing eyes and some kind of dark figure. You can check it out now if you want. I shall. But I couldn't get the video because it's not available in the UK, so I love that. It seems weird to lie about seeing a huge frog that long after the original sightings. 
Right? Why would you bother? What, what would you gain from lying about a big frog? That's a weird looking photo I see though. Like, is that the whole torso? He's ripped! What? Frogman is ripped. What are you looking at? This photograph that you sent me. Oh, right. That will be on social media. He's totally ripped. Are those like two ginormous like saucer eyes, his arms and his torso? I don't know. Because if so, he's buff. Do you want to try and set you up with him? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Frogman. It's Kate. <laughs> From Let's Magic Murder. So Mark came back into the media at this point to again say that Frogman does not exist and that he also mentioned he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. So this guy is very intensely not believing. You can make that what you will. I think it was a bit odd that he came back into the spotlight after saying he didn't want to be in the spotlight to say that Frogman isn't real. Yeah. But whatever. But that's all the evidence we have for the Loveland Frog. Wow. So we'll do the scare scale and then we'll have a little chat about it. What do you think? How scary is Frogman? I would say uh, three and a half. I think if I saw this, I would feel a lot of fear. Fair enough. But he's not scary in that, like for danger, spoiler, I'm going to put like one. Because he's a five foot frog. What's he going to do? Shove you over. He could, yeah. Which is why he's one dangerous. But he's not five dangerous because he's not a serial killer, as far as I'm aware. I mean, he could be, but I don't think he is. I I think he's just kind of sweet. Wait, so is it a species or one frog? Well, that guy in 1955 said that it was a species. Also, let's talk about the magic. Do you have anything to say about No, that? I have nothing to say about him grabbing a random stick, floating it above his head, and it's sparking. I have nothing to say. Maybe it was just lighting it on fire, like, with his thick head. <laughs> Quite possible. <laughs> How likely do you think the Loveland frog is? I'm going to say, like, a four. Oh, you strongly believe in him? I want to believe. I want to be set up with the Lovelum frog. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) What are your ideas? I think aliens. Okay, I hadn't actually... No, I did actually write aliens, never mind. Wow. Good chat. Anything else? What else could it be? A man in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) My ideas were... The man in the original report was on drugs. My ideas were that it was some kind of magical thing because they did have magic in the first story, so it could be a magic species. It could be aliens that came to Earth or have been here for a long time. Yeah. And it's like a little species, and that's and like maybe tying into the magic thing. If you are, I understand if you want to just discredit that and say that that guy was losing it, but. If you don't want to do that, like they could have technology that we don't have or like abilities. Fair enough. If they're aliens. Yeah. Um, also, they could be, you know when people say that all the powerful people in the world are lizards? Oh, no. And they can shapeshift? It's lizard theory again. What if oh. Frogman is one of those? A lizard person. Yeah, but like he's not shifted. Maybe sometimes they want to go into the water. Who so do you they... think it was then? Which powerful person do you think was hanging out in Ohio by the lake? Swinging around an electric stick. Hmm. 1955. Could have been anyone. Could have. Queen. I knew it. I knew you were going to say the queen. <laughs> Big lizard. She's in I Ohio. I hate you. you it don't... could also be a species that we thought was extinct, like the beast of Bobbin Moore. Bodmin. Sorry. Because, I mean, we've got frogs. We've got big animals. 
Why not a big frog animal? Yeah. Uh, it could be a hoax, obviously. Yep. But I don't get why the cops were so sure it was this big, weird, bipedal animal for years and years, receiving all the backlash about the town and about their work, to then just drop it like 25 years later. Why? Why would you bother? Maybe it was aliens and then the FBI contacted them saying, like, you need to drop this because you need to, like, we'll blackmail you. And then they were like, oh my god, okay. Could be. Maybe they were just tired. What? They Stop it. They see it. They Maybe saw they it were just tired. Times. Stop it. They saw a giant frog. When I get tired, I go to sleep. Or I have a coffee. I don't hallucinate giant bipedal frogs. Shut up now. Move on. I just thought I'd mention it. Stop it. But Mark clearly doesn't believe in cryptids. Like, he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. So why would he make that up? Again, doesn't really make much sense. So I'm thinking, personally, it's either an alien or it's a species we didn't know existed. I think it's an alien or it's the frog man, I think. Why can't cryptids be real? I don't get it. Well, exactly. It's funny because I started off this podcast (laughs) completely opposite. And now I'm like, fuck it, cryptids are real. Everything's real. Everything's real and we haven't opened our eye. That's how I view the world, though. Yeah. Why, Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not. Why the fuck not? Indeed. You have anything else you want to add before we round this up? That I do. And it's don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>